Welcome to Be the Phoenix of Your Own Life, The Feminine Rising. My name is Julie Paulston. I am your host, and I am so absolutely honored that you stopped by. Each week, I'm going to be sharing my own personal journey, and I'm also going to be interviewing some incredible people that will be sharing their journeys as well, in hopes that we can educate, motivate, and inspire you to live the best possible life that you can. So grab your favorite beverage, maybe a snack or two, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Because at the end of the day, this truly is all about you. Welcome back to Being the Phoenix of Your Own Life. My name is Julie. Oh my gosh, it has been so long since I've sat behind the microphone. I've like been, I've had such cool ass people on this podcast that I've like not even sat down to record one. So I was sitting here tonight and literally when you listen to this podcast, I'm recording this Tuesday night because I was like, I just, I just felt called that I needed to record this. So that's what I'm doing. It is so good though, to be back behind the mic. I pinky swear I will do it more often. I have had a couple people reach out and they're like, Hey, when are you going to talk? We want to hear you talk. So I am your host, Julie Paulston. This is Be the Phoenix of Your Own Life, The Feminine Rising, where no subject is off the table. Uh, I cuss and I'm cute. It's a delicate balance. I wanted to start today, this episode, off with one of my favorite quotes, which is pretty much where this whole podcast is going to go. This is my favorite, 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 did I say favorite? Favorite quote of all times. It's from Marianne Williamson, and probably some of you are like, oh my God, I love this quote. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, and fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You're a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There's nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we're liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. The reason why I shared that quote, and okay, so I'm just going to be honest because like I said, no subjects off the table, and transparency and authenticity is, is what I'm really working on, and my word of the year was immersion. So I wanted some really cool word like power. You know, at the beginning of the year, you're like, okay, what's my word for the year? And immersion just kept coming up. And I'm like, this is bullshit. I don't want that word. Can I, can I give it back? And my guides and my angels are like, no, this is the word you get. I'm like, hey, don't like that word. Well, it's coming about that that is the word that I needed. I needed this year to be immersed. I needed to be immersed in pain. I needed to be immersed in fear. I needed to be immersed in all of the yuck berries around so that I could discover truly once and for all my voice, my power, what I bring to this world, what I bring to the table and not be apologetic for my light. It is so interesting, especially as women, 
how quickly we will dim our lights so that other people don't feel bad, so that other people don't think badly of us, so other people don't feel some kind of a way. How quickly we will dim our light around our friends and our family because we just don't want to outshine that person. I'm reading an amazing book. It's called uh, The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. And if you've never read it, I highly suggest it. It's called The Big Leap, where he talks about when we're living, we're living in zones. Like you have your zone of mediocrity, you have your zone of excellence, and then you have your zone of genius. Most of us, myself included, for most of my life, I've lived in the zone of mediocrity, sometimes the zone of excellence. Very rarely do I live in the zone of genius because it is so scary to step into that zone because, number one, it's unfamiliar, it's out of our comfort zone, and our ego jumps up and goes, who are you to think that you are that good? And if you do this, Julie, what will the neighbors think? Somewhere in our life, when we have decided to shine, when we've stepped into our passion, when we've stepped into our purpose, when we've stepped into our light, Sometimes there's that person that's standing there that can only see you through the filters of their own experience. And because they're looking at you through the filters of their own experience, they'll say things like, oh, do you, do you, do you think that's safe? Don't you think that's a little egotistical? I mean, come on, seriously, who are you to think you can do that? And so what happens, especially when we're kids and we're living in that zone of genius, kids live in the zone of genius up until they're about kindergarten, first grade, up until they're about seven years old. Most children, they live in that zone of genius. They know what their zone of genius is because they're still so connected to source. They are so connected to all that is as a small child. You look at children that are one and two that still have that light, that are fascinated by butterflies, that think that they can put wings on their arms and jump off the roof and that they would actually fly, that if they jumped out of a plane, they would bounce off of a cloud. That's living in your zone of genius because that's that purity, that that knowing that you can do anything that you want. And then after a while, society steps in and goes, eh, really? You need to be realistic. I think one of the biggest things that I have experienced is realizing that I can't live from a higher consciousness if I don't believe that it's true. That's, that's a big thing. So if, if you don't think it's true, it's that old adage, if you think you can, you can. And if you think you can't, you can't. Whichever way, you're right. I used to get so fucking pissed off at my mom. She's like, well, if you think you can, you can. And if you think you can, you won't. Be like, whatever, mother. And then I realized that, oh, she's right about that. Huh. Who knew? As children, we just do it. We see it. We know that it's true. And we have that full belief in ourselves. And 
We believe that it's true. We believe that we can be, do, or have anything that we want. And as we get older and as we grow up, all of a sudden the the patriarchal society, the the rules and the schools and the the rubber stamping of children happens where you're put at a desk and you're sitting there for eight hours and you're told what to learn, how to learn it. And we never learn how to make a mistake because from the time that we're little, when we make a mistake, it's a failure. We tell entrepreneurs and we tell people over and over again that mistakes are okay. I used to teach this in my class all the time. If you don't make a mistake, you're not learning how to do it a different way that'll be better. So we, t- as adults, we're like, oh yeah, mistakes are okay. Mistakes are okay. But when we're children and we write an essay and it comes back with an F on it, that does something to the psyche of a child. And what happens is as that child gets older and older and older, that's stored in that subconscious. And when something else happens, it reminds them of that. That ego comes straight up to the front and it says, there you go. See, look, it's going to happen just like it did in the fourth grade when you got that F from Mrs. Myers. And all of a sudden you give up. And where you have this big, huge, shining light dims down just a little bit. And then it dims down a little bit more. And it dims down a little bit more. It really is about learning how to step into that which you know is true underneath the bullshit. Underneath the dust bunnies, underneath the carpet, underneath all of that stuff are gleaming, beautiful, original floors that are just waiting to be polished, that are just waiting to be discovered. I was talking to a client earlier tonight and she said, I just, I just want to heal, Julie. I just want to get through this. I just, I, I want to hurry up and get through this. And, and I had to tell her, I, I, I love you. <laughs> I really, really do. I really love you. Healing is a journey. It's not something that you, unfortunately, the sick care system, it's not the health care system. It's the sick care system. The sick care system just gives you a pill and tells you, take this pill. Don't worry about the anal leakage side effects that come along with it. Just take this pill and you're going to be cured. So we're used to that quick fix, that, that pill, that, that just do whatever it takes to make it go away. Your healing journey is completely different, friends. Your healing journey is about going deeper. Your healing journey is looking under the rug and looking at the things and the dust bunnies and what you see underneath there. And until you are ready to surrender to what is right now, how your life is right now, this is the key. If you, if I told you, jump in your car, and go to Disneyland. And that's all the direction I gave you. What would you have to put in? Well, the GPS, it needs to know where you're starting from before it can even give you a route to your end destination. So you have to know where you are and where you're beginning and where you're starting at. It is surrendering and, and surrendering doesn't mean waving the white flag saying, that's it, fuck it, I'm done, I give up, I don't want to do this anymore. That's not the surrendering I'm talking about. The surrendering I'm talking about is seeing your life as it is, understanding, oh boy, here we go. Y'all ready for this? Understanding 
that your actions, your thoughts, and what you have done has created your current reality. And some people are like, well, Julie, I would never have created this. This is nothing I would have created. I get that. I get that on a very deep level. If you think that I would have created losing everything, I would have told you that you were just fucking nuts. I wouldn't have created that. I wouldn't have created losing my job. However, what happened is sometimes we have to lose everything so that we do surrender, so that we surrender to what is and go, okay, so this is my life. I created this. I'm responsible for my life. Yeah, we can blame it on the government. We can blame it on our friends. We can blame it on our mom. We can blame it on our dad. They didn't love us enough. They beat our ass. Whatever it is, I was an alcoholic. You can go ahead and blame it on anything. And when you do, you are going to stay stuck. It takes surrendering and radical responsibility for knowing that you put yourself in this situation. Is it comfortable? Hell no. Does it hurt? Oh yeah, it does. The difference is, is we can only meet ourselves as deep as we are allowing ourselves to look. So if you're only surrendering the surface bullshit, if you're only surrendering the surfacey, oh, well, you know, I'm supposed to be on this workout plan and I ate a Twinkie. If you're only looking that deep, the reason that you ate a Twinkie goes so much deeper than that. I'm on a healing journey right now with food. And let me tell you, today was a rough day. Today was a rough day. I want ding-dongs. I want pizza. I want chips. I, I just want to shove whatever I can in my pie hole that I know is not good for me. And I had to slow down today and ask myself questions and to look, and I can only meet myself as deep as I'm willing to look. And so I have to start questioning everything. We have to start questioning everything. When something comes up, like if you, somebody said earlier today, so if you heard a country song when you were 10 and you're like, ugh, yeah, that's, you know, that was twangy. I hate country music. That's what I used to think. Well, now question it. Do I actually dislike country music or is it just that song? Have I, do I actually like those types of movies? Do I actually like that type of music? Do I actually like that person? When we start questioning everything in our lives and when we start questioning our beliefs and looking deeper into ourselves, most of the time when you pull up the rug and you look at the dust bunnies, if you ask the dust bunny, where did you come from? Most of the time, it's from someone else. Someone else gave you that belief. They wrapped it up. They put a bow on it. They handed it to you and you went, oh, look, a present. I think I'll keep it. Now, y'all know you re-gift shit all the time. That's what those white elephant parties are for. So you can drag something out of your closet and be like, ooh, girl, I'm going to go ahead and, and re-gift this. It's the same thing with beliefs. We give people our beliefs. We give our children our beliefs. We give them these belief systems. And as we get older, 
Y'all, it is time to start questioning our belief systems. It is, start, it is time to start questioning everything. Ask yourself, first of all, if you have a belief that you're not worthy, is it true? What is some empirical evidence that you can tell me right now that will support your belief that you are not worthy? I want documentable empirical data to support that. Most of the time when you go and you look for that data, it doesn't exist because somebody somewhere in your past told you that you weren't worthy. You adopted that belief. You held on to it like it was your favorite teddy bear, your favorite wooby blanket, and you don't let it go. So ask yourself, is it true? Is this belief true? And do I have empirical evidence to prove it? Then ask yourself, if it's not true, well, then who the hell told me this? Where did this belief come from? Santa Claus did not bring it down the chimney and give it to you. So who told me this? And then ask yourself, do I want to believe this? Do I want this to be part of my belief structure? Do I want to believe that all people are bad? Do I want to believe that all men suck? Do I want to believe that women are bitches? Do I want to believe these things? And if the answer is yes, knock yourself out, have a good time, you keep believing. Be like Journey, don't stop believing. Yes, yes, that's that's more singing for you. You're welcome. And if you don't want to believe this, then ladies, what do you want to believe? What would you rather believe? What would you rather believe? So if you have a belief that I'm not worthy of making a million dollars, what would you rather believe? Hell yeah, I'm worth making a million dollars. And if I ask myself and I picture myself in that those shoes, in those Louboutin shoes, driving that perfect car that you can instantly, I know y'all are just sitting there and instantly y'all came up with the car that you wanted, your dream car. If you're driving down the road, what music is that future version of you listening to? What is that future version of you thinking? What is that future version of you saying? What does she believe? That is the belief that you want to adopt because until you meet yourselves that deeply, you are not going to be able to level up. The biggest thing that you can do and the biggest thing that you are so worthy of is understanding that it is okay it is needed, it is necessary, it is imperative for you to be who you are, not the watered down version. Y'all, for this last year, I have still fought with watering myself down. I have fought with telling people what I do because I was so afraid of what somebody else would think or what somebody else would say or what somebody else's opinion was. And it gets to the point where you just like put your hands in your hair and you're like, ah, be yourself. You were created. You were put on this planet. You chose this life. You knew that you were going to have challenges and you knew that those challenges that were going to take those challenges They were going to take you to that next level. Those challenges were going to take you to the version of you that you see and that you want. It's those pesky little limiting beliefs. It's those pesky little things, those pesky little shits that people have told you about yourself. 
that aren't true. So in real time, identify your thoughts, your emotions, your feelings, your reactions, then question them. If you get a thought, you're driving down the road and you're like, oh, I would really like to, I'd really like a new pair of shoes. Oh no, no, I I need to buy the kids their shoes or, oh no, I need to do this or, oh, I need to do that. Question it. Where is that belief coming from? Question everything. Be the why kid. I am such a why kid. I drove my mother nuts. I'm like, well, why? How come? Why? How come? Julie, that's just the way it is. <laughs> the one thing that I know to be true, when you are 1000% committed to your purpose, when you are 1000% committed to showing up in your skin as you are, without being taller, shorter, fatter, thinner, lighter, darker, blonder, redder, brunetter, it's not a word, but whatever. When you are ready to be who you are and you're 1000% committed to that, you realize that the things that get in your way, the thoughts that get in your way are absolutely, totally, and irrevocably bullshit. Own your space. Stand in your truth. Be kind. Don't be nice. Nice doesn't have boundaries. Nice is a martyr. Nice is like, oh, well, I'll just do it for you. It's okay. No, don't worry about it. I just like being a nice person. Y'all, fuck that. Don't be nice. Be kind. Be kind. Kind has boundaries. Kind doesn't jump in the shit pit to help somebody out of it. When you're kind, you give them a ladder and show them the way out. Being nice is jumping into the pit and going, here, let me help you. Oh, let me do it for you. That's being nice. Don't be nice anymore. Be kind. Own your space. Question everything. And ask yourself, what would happen? Let's just play a what if game. What would happen if I stepped into who I am? What would happen if I stepped fully into my purpose? Who would I be? What would my life look like? And when you get that vision and you're going to know it, it is going to resonate with you. You get tingles, you get the goosebumps. And then all of a sudden that fear comes in, then you know you're on the right track. And if you think that every level that you want to hurry up and get to that next level, because it's going to be easier, it'll be different. But at every level, there's a new devil and he's standing around the corner and he's got a smirk on his face like, come on, baby, let's go. The difference is, is when you realize that it's not a devil, it's not a demon, it's a lesson for you to learn, it becomes much easier. That's why we question everything. That's why living in your truth and in your power and living in that authentic, and I I know, I know, authenticity, everybody's talking about authenticity right now. Everybody's talking about it, and it's kind of like the new organically. I remember when I was at the job that I had, we all talked about, you know, it's an organic look. Oh, it's organically blonde, or it's whatever it is. I'm like, oh my God. So now authenticity is is the new buzzword. I think it is so true, though, to be authentic to who you are, because when you live in that, when you are fully present for that moment, 
and you're not worried about whether it's perfect. We're so worried if it's going to be perfect. Messy action, imperfect action beats fear and inaction every single time. Do it. Ask that person out. Dance the dance. Walk the walk. Do it. You hate your job? Start looking for a new job. Imperfect action trumps inaction every single time. I did a post about that today on Facebook, and it's so, so true. And I, that's why I had to do this podcast today. Because I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like, it is burning inside. It is like burning within me to just, I know that that is the key for you, is to realize that your playing small doesn't serve anybody, especially you. We have a ripple effect. What you do, the thoughts that you think, the decisions that you make, affect 300 people. Some people are listening to this going, shit, Julie, I don't even know 300 people. Yeah, you do. And those 300 people affect 30,000. Those 30,000 affect 300,000. And those 300,000 affect 3 million. And the numbers go on and on and on infinity. So if you take anything out of today, I want you to meet yourself. Grab a pen. And I'm going to put this question in the show notes. A friend of mine, Danielle, gave this question to me. And I thought, holy shit, I got to share this. Grab a pen. Well, if you're driving, okay, don't grab a pen. I'm going to put it in the show notes so you can go back and read it. What must I believe to be true for my life to look like it is? What must I believe to be true for my life to look the way that it does? So when you lift up that carpet and you see that dust bunny, remembering that we create our lives, if you consistently think that you're not worthy of money, if you consistently think that you're not enough, if you consistently think that other people are more important than you are, look around at your life right now. And this is the point in time where you are so gentle with yourself. This is the point in time where when those emotions come up, I know I said it in a previous podcast, when those emotions come up, when that fear and that grief and the sadness and the anger and the rage and, and all of those emotions that we were told, especially as women to, to shove down, don't show all that, fuck that, okay? Take that emotion, imagine that you have it cradled in your arms like you would a newborn baby and just rock that emotion. Give that emotion so much love. Give that emotion the space that it needs. Feel it. Feel it. Ask it why it's there. Ask it what it's there to teach you. I know that sounds crazy as all get out. Trust me when I say that when you do that, your life will radically shift. Your life will radically shift when you allow space for those emotions. When you feel these emotions, allow them to just be and question them. Question everything. Because you're worthy. You are so worthy. You are worthy of making 80 gazillion bazillion dollars. You really are. And when you think about that, think about what would future me say to this? Would future me allow the people in my life that are in my life 
Would future me give what I'm giving to these people? Think about that. And I'm going to end today with this. If you're struggling and there's a lot of demons coming up and you feel like it's just too much, I want you to reach out. Most of the time, the reason why we struggle so much with procrastination, the reason why we struggle with that self-doubt, and the reason why we deal with all of the, the challenges and the worries and the not feeling good enough, and, and I just wish I could be me. I just wish that someone would hear me. I want you to reach out because that's what I do, and I'm here for you. I want to empower you to rediscover who you were before the world told you who you should be. Because that woman is inside of you, begging you to come out. Begging you to come out. So when you are ready, I'm going to put the, my Calendly link in there to do a 30-minute discovery call. Let's find out how I can empower you to remember who you were before the world told you who you should be. Because when you do that and when you are yourself, the people will find you. When you let that light shine, you shine it so fucking bright that you could see it from 10,000 galaxies away. Because you're worthy of shining that light. Your light is needed in this world. It is so needed. And so with that, I'm going to read you to this again. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? And you are, by the way. Actually, who are you not to be? Girl, come on. Who are you not to be? You are a child of God, Gus, God, universe, spirit, whatever you want to call it. You are a child of the universe. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God, the universe, source that is within us. It's not just in some of us. It is in every single one of you that is still listening right now. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we're liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Thank you for being here. Thank you for allowing me this time behind the mic. Thank you for supporting me, for sharing this podcast. If you found something worthy that you liked in it, please feel free to like it, comment, share it, share the link on Facebook. I have decided that, you know what? People aren't going to hear the message unless I ask for you to share it. So I am asking you to share it. If there is something that I can do to serve you, support you, to help you on this healing journey, to start you on the journey of rediscovering your divinity, your divine inner phoenix, to, 
to define that flame and to remember who you were before the world told you who you should be, then click that link because I am here for it. I'm all here for it. It's time to shine our lights. It is time to stand in our truth. And it is time for us to realize that we are enough. You are so enough. You were born enough. You are enough. As you sit, exactly as you sit, you're not too tall. You're not too short. You're not too fat. You're not too skinny. You're not too light. You're not too dark. You are perfection and divinity wrapped up and stardust wrapped up in a human experience. If you could only see the divine light that shines from your eyes, y'all would never, ever, ever doubt your greatness again. So until next week, my friends, I honor you and let your light shine. Thank you so much for spending your time with me. I appreciate you. And remember, you are loved, you are treasured, you are adored, you are worthy, and you are so more than enough. I hope that you were inspired. And if you were, please feel free to download, share, and leave a comment. I would be eternally grateful. Thank you so much and have an absolutely magical day.